Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, and streaming live on facebook.com slash secrets of the sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture, all the fun stuff you love to talk about. Uh, tonight we got a great show. Um, I'm your host, Michael Dolce. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, who is solo in the uh, second box, Mr. Hassan Godwin. Lord of the Radio. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. You really want that to be a thing. <laughs> that huh? is, I am the Lord of the Radio. I worked really hard to steal that. I mean, uh, uh, earn that title. You can watch <laughs> us uh, anytime on Facebook. You can watch us on YouTube slash Secrets of the Sire. Uh, get us on iHeartRadio, iTunes. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our patrons this week. We actually neglected to do that last week, but, uh, you know, what, what are you going to do? That's your uh, fault. Uh, no, I, it is. I blame you. You're you're 100 right. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Gomez last week was so riveting. Yes. Um, he gave us Spider Man. So he gave us Spider Man Wolverine movie news. He gave us yeah, he uh, the dissection and disruption of Star Wars, Star Wars Last Jedi. He gave us the Disney Fox merger talk. He cracked a like, lot. He of gave eggs so open. much that. Uh, we forgot our patrons. Uh, brought to you by our <laughs> beloved patrons. We have dedicated fans. Einar Peterson. Actually, he's more than a dedicated fan. He is an Uber fan now. Yeah. Uh, Matt Byer, Ashley Haikai, our program know. director, Stephanie Dolce, executive producer, Steve Hovecki, Brian Phillips, and Christina Gillen. Our Uber fans, Christina Dolce and Einar Peterson. Go check out Einar Peterson's Kickstarter page. He's doing a bunch of Kickstarters. They really... Um, they're really cool. He's got Kickstarters on a yeah. Kickstarter page? Yeah, he's That's really odd. he's doing a lot of uh, Kickstarter. How do people do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why would you put that there? Well, why wouldn't you put it on a Kickstarter? Uh, I know. Sarcasm. <laughs> Lost on me. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we are talking... Um, well, we got a couple things, actually. This is pretty Yeah, cool. we're we not got, talking anything yet. We got Newsarama's Chris Arant is going to be on. Okay. Actually, it's Arant. I did it last time, didn't I? Yes. I keep, but I think Arant is more fancy, so... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to advocate. It's not his name, but you know. I'm going to advocate on air that he changes the pronunciation of his last name. <laughs> okay. And that'll, that'll all tie in. It'll be a theme. It's like foreshadowing. A exactly. Right, exactly. Excellent. excellent. Well um, he's going to run down the, the must read comic book storylines plus the must read comic book tie ins to the movies. I mean, there's Black Panther, Infinity War, Dark Phoenix, Ant Man, Aquaman, Venom. I mean, everything's some, meta now. There is a ton of stuff that the comic book industry. Uh, can tie into um, and and he's going to be on. He's going to be he's a good guy. He's been on before, and uh, we're going to have a, a lot of fun. But first, it's a lot of build up. We are going to start with the game changer that could be Black Panther. So uh, Black Panther first reactions, stars and critics praise one of Marvel's best. This is from Entertainment Weekly uh, with the red carpet premiere of Black Panther. Come the first responses over social media, while full length reviews are under embargo. Uh, until the film, you know, film's actual theatrical debut, which is next month. The consensus is clear. Long live the king. Let me give you a couple of tweets from some famous folks. Um, uh, <laughs> Donald Glover, Black Panther was beautiful. We should keep celebrating who's out there. Um, he was a big fan of it. Uh, James Gunn praised Coogler's extraordinary work. Um, and then we had some, just some in people in general uh, that that just praised it. Black can black paint black black, black cancer. Wow. <laughs> black no no. Do you get cancer from Canther. watching cancer? It's cancer. Yeah. I should wear my. I don't Knicks. even know what that is. That sounds worse. Shirt. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that sounds worse than cancer. <laughs> well, it's not good. It's not good. Whatever it is. 
you know, you don't you, you don't want cancer. You want to you want to avoid cancer. That would be the good that would be the good thing, right? Okay. Um, that is the goal for most humanity. Black Panther, not Black Cancer, is incredible, kinetic, purposeful. She put it in her tweet. I don't even know how you know how she did this, but she did a superhero movie about why representation and identity matters and how tragic it is when those things are denied to people. The first MCU movie about something real. Mm, wow. Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger had me weeping, and he's the villain. Uh, David Elrich tweeted, Black Panther's like a Marvel movie, but better. <laughs> the action is predictably... Wow. Wait, 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 the action is... Isn't it a Marvel movie? The action is predictably awful, but this is the first MCU film that has an actual sense of identity, history, and musicality. But wait a minute. How can it be like a Marvel movie, <laughs> but better, <laughs> if it know. is a Marvel movie? Ryan Coogler knocked it out understand. of the park. <laughs> Some great sequences presented in single-take shot. That's uh, Peter Skyretta. So people um, like it. So you're basically saying people like it. Mike Ryan, I know who's a comic book penciler, Black Panther is not screwing around. By far the most political Marvel chapter to the point. I had to remind no, myself really this is a, a Marvel movie. Black Panther's a movie with a lot to say. Also Michael B. Jordan. Um, Travel Anderson, this is an interesting one. Black Panther is a love letter about blackness to a world that often ghettoizes it without realizing that it is on black backs that this planet revolves. Okay. What do you think of that one? Why do you ask me what I think of that one? Because <laughs> you can see you on camera now. <laughs> we can see you on camera. You got the box to yourself. I have not seen Black Panther, so I cannot comment as to whether or not that it's statement, which is loaded, <laughs> which is a trigger loaded. You noticed that one, right? Yeah, yeah you a, noticed that one. It's a fish on a hook, no. basically. <laughs> oh, so baby. I'm not walking into that uh, obvious trap. Yeah, I know. It, it, like, it really was. It really was. And then you tried to use the bait to bait me into... Yes. Into, oh, yeah. absolutely. I know. There is no question yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, I don't trust humanity. It's not you I don't trust. It's everyone. So that's why I didn't well, walk into Well, here's the thing. That. Great question. Do we trust this kind of stuff? <sighs> I mean, here's the thing, I, right? Uh, three words. Yeah. The Last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody said The Last Jedi was brilliant it, yeah. the, or the weeks leading up to The Last Jedi coming out. And The Last Jedi made me really think how much longer I wanted to live on the face of this <laughs> earth while I was watching it. I could die today and <laughs> this pain would go away. So obviously, I'm going to take all of this stuff with a grain of salt. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a big movie. Will I enjoy it? Will I watch it? Will I think it's too on the nose? Will I think it's um, it's too skewed the other way? Um, which is which tends to happen where sure. movies like uh, kind of overcompensate or overcorrect, and uh, you know it's just a it's just an unfortunate byproduct of a a society a society that does not have full representation for everyone, fairness and representation, not yet, and uh, a lot of people are chafing. At the at the uh, at the exploits or the the attempts to to correct right that or overcorrect you know or or, the, or they consider it an overcorrect or correct uh, or or you know correction through malfeasance and you know a number of uh, different ways a lot they of big look words at it right yeah, there well, I, you know I, gotta, I see what you're doing I pay for them uh, prior to the that show was, that was and wise. it's expensive it it's very move. expensive yeah. You yeah. know, we didn't we didn't really do, and we will do one later for Ant Man and Wasp. We didn't do a trailer, truth or, or trash for Black for Panther Black yet. Black Panther, no. Um, kind of, you know, think when those trailers were coming were coming out, there was just so many other things to talk about at the time. So we didn't. Well, kind it of wasn't there wasn't much through. to the trailer. It was no. a bunch of you know, it was a bunch of people in these really cool costumes. Yeah. And some you know some really serious uh, hip hop music behind it. Yeah. And then it stopped. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I agree. And then I saw, we saw T'Challa, and he was in, he was the Black Panther, yeah. boom. And and then it and then it said coming soon. I will say so, this: that's how you crack that that trailer open. I am just so impressed by the visuals of what I've seen so far, with the exception of maybe the car chase in New York looks a little yeah, because that looked looks, that looks a little, a little CG, yeah, a little, that looks yeah, a little old yeah. Spider-Man CG, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, I, you, you come to expect that. I'm I'm just hoping what what I'm hoping for the most. This sounds this probably sound a little weird. I'm hoping to see it and not be embarrassed. That does and sound weird, actually. What I'm talking about about that is not necessarily that I would be embarrassed by, um, by the movie or the, by the characters or the actors in it. I might watch it, and it would be. It's like when liberals watch a really, really liberal television show. Okay. And it's like, oh, this is gluttonous, you know? Okay. Like this is such. No a- one. Wait, wait. <laughs> no one ever. <laughs> watches a political program who supports that political program and thinks that i sometimes they, they always watch they get affirmed but like that's, nah, that's affirmation no nah, that's like because, a republican watching fox news they will never be like well this is too fox no, newsy for yeah me. and that's that's, you know, that's that's never that's gonna what happen makes my, my and people watching rachel maddow are not gonna be like well i feel no, i feel no, that's what I feel makes, too liberal for this right now no, no i don't i don't feel too liberal about something i'm watching it's just like sometimes something is a is is it's it's usually not in the news. Like yeah. the, it, the news is separate. You're, the the person is giving you the news, and if if they lean the way if politically the way you uh, you lean, they will they will interpret the news the way you interpret it, and so you'll be fine. Sometimes in entertainment, yeah, especially when the people writing the entertainment aren't necessarily liberal or necessarily conservative, so that when they they, they exalt. In these in these uh, ideologies, yeah. they kind of overdo it, or it gets just it's saccharine. It becomes saccharine after a while. It's like this is so liberal that it's embarrassing. <laughs> There's a couple of shows on 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 television now that are like, geez, okay. So you're just you're just this hoping very you're just hoping that you. I'm hoping it's a story, right? With with I and I and I hope it celebrates this this, this particular culture, and I hope it celebrates the fact that this is not a, a, a thing that's typically seen. Sure, but I hope it doesn't lean on that to the point where that's pretty much all it is. This is like, oh, well, you is... haven't seen this. It's like the it's 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 kind of the equivalent of how Brian Singer's original X Men was. Sure, it was like ah, it's an okay story, it's okay costumes and stuff, but we you haven't seen X Men, so right. that's what's going to get us over. Right. And then just just keep selling the fact that this is live action now, comic. Are you, are you talking about this from a from a political angle? I mean, are you hoping that it's not too over politicized? Are you hoping that it's? I don't care how I, I I don't care how black it is. I don't care how politicized it is. I hope it's good to the point yes. where all those things are things I don't really. I'm not sitting there going, well, it's very black, right. you know, like, right. uh, and I, I, we do need it. It's like okay, so so I think I think there's something to be said. I'm about hoping it's not. I'm hoping it's not the new Ghostbusters, where right. it was like, but it's women. You know, we don't have to right. make it funny. The the yeah. the, the whole point is, the, is that the, we have a ton of funny, really f- wonderful, funny comedian actresses, yes, which we won't give them anything funny no, to say or we, do. We're going to write up very poor script, right? And then we're going to we're basically going to keep selling the fact that it's women, right? And it's women doing it, and that's what makes this different, right? And and then you know you watch it and you're like mm, from what we've seen I guess I'm sexist now because this is horrendous right I, from I really what we've want to seen, scrub my though, eyes it 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 looks first of all it looks very like visually just stunning right I mean right. The, the, the Wakanda so did the Last Jedi um 
you know, no, listen, I am a Star Wars I fan. I had question. No, no, but I'm saying this is from my point of view, right? From my point of view, yeah, but, um, the Last Jedi. No, no, the Last Jedi. It's the two of us. Here. No, I agree that. But from my point of view, the Last Jedi did not look visually stunning. Uh, in the right. trailers, that's how you like feel. The one, right, but I was I was giving you my point yes. on how I felt about I, the last time. Okay, I, understood. Right, but you know, so. I'm I'm talking now. I'm talking now. You're always talking. Mike view. That's I the just, that's the problem. The problem. The problem you just with this new technology. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's just and, and nice. It's even worse. Is I can just put myself right in the front. Why don't you do that for, for, from now exciting. on? And I'll just I'll just I'll slip out early. No. 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 During the break, we'll record. We going. Ah. Yeah. I disagree. And then I'll just leave. <laughs> Best show ever. <laughs> like, we're going to get rave reviews. Yeah. Like, people are going to be retweeting yeah. that. That to, second to no chair, end. finally like, <laughs> in line. You got him in line. No, what I was going to say was my, uh, you know, it, from my point of view, it looks visually stunning already. So I'm already kind of like, in, you know, kind of enthralled by it. Mm-hmm. Um, I it looks very comic book. It looks I, successfully comic book. It does, but not not in a way where it doesn't look unrealistic either. Like, no, I think but I mean, it looks, there's a lot. It's of, the standards of Marvel that Marvel's yeah, been giving us for the yeah. last few I years. I mean, so so in that in that regard, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm actually going dis- to not disagree. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope against what you said, uh, and we get a really good movie out of it rather than Star Wars: Last Jedi. Another good movie. I didn't say it was going to be bad. I'm just saying the it, the lead up to the Last Jedi was equally optimistic, you yes. know. And the, people were saying it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Yes. Even George Lucas said it was beautifully made. Yes. Which was a little dig. Yes. That that you know that people who knew were like, wait a minute, he didn't yeah. say it was a good movie. He just yeah. said it was beautifully made. Like that's not something a director would say to another director. Well, another Marvel. She's movie. She's got a really pretty face. Another Marvel movie that was. Well, it wasn't beautifully made. It was just a really nice movie. Came out with a new trailer this week. We run it through the trailer, Truth or Trash, when we come back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Follow Me Friday Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. Forever Night TV series. Yes. I've never even heard of it. I have no idea what that is. You don't know Forever No, I don't know Forever Night. Good Lord. I don't know. I used to watch other things when I was a kid. I'm sure that information is useful. Have you ever seen the movie Blown Away? Nicole Aggert and uh, the other girl from from something. She ended up on 90210. There was another girl in that? 
You're just making this weird now, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Uh, call in, because quite frankly, we, we welcome the debate, 877-480-4120, unless you've downloaded us on iTunes, in which case you can't call in because it's a podcast. Or uh, unless you disagree with us. It'd <laughs> be awesome if you call in at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we're on iTunes slash Secrets of the Sire. We're everywhere. Going to do a little shameless plugging. Um, my new comic book series, The Mainstream, is in previews today, so you can you can order a copy. Uh, it's the first ever co-created, creator-owned book by Talent Caldwell. Talent Caldwell, um, Superman, Fathom, Wildcats. Uh, he's back. He's doing some a little bit of the interior art. Most of the interior art is Tony Moy. He's doing all the covers, and he and I uh, co-created it along with Darren Sanchez. Uh, so go check it out. Um, I will give you the order code as well, too. So go bug your local comic book store to order it because, you know. Congratulations. Well, thank you. You know, we're trying to, you know. I don't really mean that. But... I know. But it, as long as you say it. Yeah. I can, I can, as long as it's, as long as it's capturable. Right, right. You know? so all and you have to do is cut the right, second part right, and everything is. Uh... Right. Uh, STL, that's Sam Tom Lewis, 076662. That is our order code. Wow. Nice. Um, so go go ahead and bug your local comic book stores. Uh, we got some good feedback coming from folks. Tom Martin said maybe it helps if the studio sticks with one director from start to finish. Uh, that, I agree with that. Ryan Coogler too is, I mean, he's just, you know, everything he's made to this point has just yeah, been like so Creed quality. And, and some of these other movies that that uh... I I feel like this is the one movie too where you can get an A list director like Coogler um, who has vision, who has a point. And you can kind of let him. Well, it's the same with James Gunn, right? What he did with a uh, yeah, the, yeah, um, in in a completely different fashion. But I know exactly what you're saying because right. Guardians of the Galaxy Guardians does the not Galaxy. have the same level of okay. If Guardians stunk, Marvel will be like, okay, it's all right. You know, they can rest on Cap. They can rest on Iron Man, Thor, or the Avengers. They're fine. Spider Man's their big gun. You know what I mean? I don't know if I if I 100 agree with that, but I I. But, I kind of see your point on that, but I mean, if it, it failed, it would have been a crack in the armor. It would have been a crack, and it would have it, it would probably brought um, uh, the end of phase three, which is where we are now. Mm-hmm. It would have probably brought that come uh, crashing in mm-hmm. much sooner, because now people would be like, "Oh, Marvel, the, you know, the, the the amazing house of hits isn't right. isn't, is, isn't is not infallible, right?" And so they can, and I don't know if. Ant-Man would have done really well if people would have had the good faith for Ant-Man sure. or um, even Doctor Strange. So I think there was a lot riding on Guardians. And also it was another it was an it was another really tough nut to crack, yeah. you know, and like okay, this is not obvious comic book stuff. It's sure. not, you know, capes and tights and and superheroes and, you know, alien. It's not even it doesn't even take place on Earth. It's not even anybody else we know. We can't even have really real cameos for yeah. any other characters yeah. in it. So it it really kind of is the same as Black Panther yeah. in groundbreaking um, uh, accomplishments yeah. or the things, uh, the list of things it has to break 
yeah. in, in does ground. Does Black Panther too. have that same kind of pressure? Well, it does, and it doesn't. I mean, I the character's like been tried though. already, so we've seen him. So we've seen T'Challa. We've seen right. we've seen Black Panther. So we don't have to. We don't. We don't have to. It doesn't have to do what uh, Doctor Strange did. We had to introduce a new character sure. and then do an origin, and then and then right. get us into the entire world mm-hmm. of uh, the of of the Str- Doctor Strange mysticism. But it does kind of have to. It, it has a lot of baggage. It has to get over. It has a lot of baggage to carry. It has a lot of things, and it's already going to suffer some from the from the overwrought marketing. Um, uh, the, the tantalizing marketing of this is yeah, tantalizing is a much much better word because well they're, they're going to over because well, it's going to be overwrought they're oh, they're going to overdo it they're going to overdo that aspect of it and that's that's what I was saying before you think so yeah yeah, yeah. you know because this is the thing so and speaking, isn't that what you usually say man, is that it's overdone I can say mm-hmm. that <laughs> no no but I, honestly like I'm not. I don't feel like they're throwing any of that in anyone's face. I don't feel like they're over. Do you feel that they're not doing that because you're excited about it? Well, but I think I wouldn't be excited about it if they were throwing it in my face. Do you think that you would? You would. I can completely see. You would register that. I can completely see why why someone like uh, Travell Anderson would say. Uh, this is a love letter about blackness to a world that often ghettoizes it without realizing it, that it's built on black backs. I can completely see why this is... I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I can completely see from the trailers and the imagery and things like that, I can completely see it as like, okay, this is, you know, this is really... Spe- this can speak to a people. But from me, who has no connection, having an Irish... Uh, not an Irish, an Italian and Polish background, um, I don't... You know, it doesn't speak to me in that way, but it speaks to me in like, wow, these look like developed characters. These well, look the same like, as Wonder Woman. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. So these look it, the world but looks I mean, lush and we, vivid. Didn't and, we chafe at at how the marketing of Wonder Woman was so skewed as in, into girl power, and that this is you know this never been done before. Another you know, it's a female superhero at the forefront of. Whatever. Even though we've had Supergirl, we've yeah. had we've had a number of other things that have come out before. Yeah. So and and we've had we've had, we've done an entire show on how yeah. maybe they shouldn't push it that way. Maybe they shouldn't market it that way. So this is kind of being done the same way. Yeah. And so, but you're more sympathetic to it. You're more interested in it. It it it, it has captured your imagination. Yeah. A lot more successfully yeah. than say the Wonder Woman thing. So. You can see that you. No, I was just. I'm. I'm just as excited to see this movie as I was to see Wonder Woman, and I was equally excited to see both. To be honest, you were critical of how Wonder Woman was being sold in 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 much the same manner. I was no, actually, I was critical of it after it came out. I was critical of of the responses. You can't you can't say anything bad about Wonder Woman because it's such an icon for feminism and it's a movement and this and that. I, that's what I was critical of. Well, I don't, don't you think it leads to that? Don't you think, don't you think over emphasizing the otherness, you know, the, the celebration of yeah, the otherness? People are sheep. But didn't you, isn't, isn't your, uh, uh main, uh, argument about it that the it's not being sold. The diversity aspect is not being sold right to the people. It's being over, Overdone Are we talking about Wonder Woman or are we talking about Black Panther? Right either now? one. That's diversity. All, I don't, all fits I don't into think the, same the marketing bag. leading up to either um, was what I would de- what I would describe as with the Heartland agenda driven or diversity. Oh no, okay, but that's not the that's not the movie's fault. The Heartland, you know, but it supported the it. the Alamo Draft House mm. only screening an all female. Ah, 
version I got the, of I got the franchise wrong. <laughs> Harlan Brewery is like downtown. Yeah, and it's, and it's it's a brewery, I go there all the time. It's, it's like okay. one of my favorites. So um, that's why I was, no, I mean, see, that's the thing. I don't think that I don't think that it. Um, uh, the movie wasn't being marketed that way. How people chose to celebrate the movie. That's a completely different story. But the marketing itself, they weren't going out there being like, you know, it wasn't like the Spice Girls was playing, you know, over, uh, over Wonder Woman walking out in the battlefield there. You know what I mean? Like, they were, they were basically... Well, I'm um, saying how the movie was sold, not how the movie was, was uh, you know, how the, act, but the character I'm was portrayed. Right now, I'm saying right now, the, the movie itself, Wonder Woman, and the movie Black Panther itself, th- don't get me wrong, I see... How people can be excited about it if you're from an African-American descent. You can be totally connected to it on a level that I will not be. And that's okay. Because I, but I'm saying there's enough in this marketing where I'm looking at it going, there's enough to want me to go see this movie. And boy, that looks really cool. Like, I'm not trying to build street cred here. I'm not trying to like be like, oh, I'm, I'm okay, guys. I'm okay. No, I'm looking at it going, this <laughs> looks yeah. like a cool movie. And that's what I want to go tell see. us that you're woke. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Right. I'm woke. <laughs> I'm not. I'm no. woke. I'm going to go see it. I'm woke. I'm no, woke. exactly. I've been right. woke for so long. I want right, to go to right. sleep again. Uh, I'm not going to come out like, um, oh, God, there's so many movies that, that are <laughs> popping in my head now. Oh, like if you saw like uh, Atlanta, um, not, it's not a movie TV show. Donald Glover has a whole episode, you know, where he's in like, like a white liberal um, party. And it's uh-huh. just like, uh, yeah, it, it's and, and, the, and like it was um, a white guy, like a white older rich guy who married a black woman he said i love uh, he just, he, yeah. I, I don't want to quote it incorrectly because yeah. that'll cost me my entire podcast uh, <laughs> but it's a, it's epic yeah, and talk amazing about yeah it's yeah. epic and amazing so no i'm not trying to be that guy mm. who's you're just like, really excited but i'm just saying that right. the, the similarities are there there are, there are glaring similarities in how not how necessarily it's being pushed right. but how the how the marketing is trying to very subtly skew it yeah and um, some things get a pass and some things don't. Yeah. I think this gets a pass because it looks like a cool movie. I think if it was – you know, here's the, here's the end of the day, right? They're not – they're not – I mean, there's not a blatant, blatant message in the marketing. And look, there, there can't be. I mean, marketing is marketing for a reason, right? It's casting a wide net. It's trying to cast a wide net. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll judge it when we actually see it. You know, I think there's, I think there's value in that. I think there's um, – you know, but again, I'm looking at this. Not not one shred of me is is threatened. Not one shred of me is hmm. uh, thinking politics when I'm watching it. Now, again, the reviews are it's a very political movie, and maybe it is. But maybe maybe it is what I'm hoping it's going to be, and what I kind of see from it. Maybe it's very political to us to a particular uh, struggle, just shedding light on a particular region, a particular um, culture, without being without kind of crossing that boundary into into being overly politicized where you walk out going like, all right, I just watched a two and a half hour, I just read a two and a half hour pamphlet, pamphlet, you know, I just, that's, I don't, I don't feel that from the marketing. I don't feel that from the visuals. I don't feel that because it's a Marvel movie too. Um, so if it gets a little, if it, we, we talked about Get Out. I loved Get Out. I thought Get Out was great. Um, I think you, when we were talking about it, you found more deeper, po- you know, politics in it than I did. I, I thought that it was, you know, the alternate endings and things like that where, the, mm-hmm. where he could have really, you know, you know, it could have really beat you know beat you over the head with the politics angle and and the real you know. And I kind of enjoyed it from yep making it's making strong points, it's making good points, but overall it's an entertaining horror movie. Um, 
this is what I'm hoping for with the, with with. Yeah, well, with the main Black job Panther. of any movie is to entertain. Exactly. So yeah. If whatever. you entertain, if you can sell something, but uh, but things uh, sorry, if you things can... that are genuinely entertaining can be ruined in the way they are marketed. Yes. So it doesn't it doesn't you know, and then that that'll affect how you, how open minded you are when you go in to actually view it. Yeah. So I mean, it can. Damage can be done, regardless yeah. of how well a movie was put together. Yeah, I agree. So, I'm just saying that. I'm just hope. I, I'm, you know, I when I see something that's a little too, it's like it's like having a birthday cake for dinner. Yeah. You know, it's like. Mm, it, so you're just wary. Right? Yeah, when you're, you're a like, kid, you're, you're just... like you're like that's that's a sign of getting older, isn't it? <laughs> right? When you're when your kids like birthday cake for dinner, but then when you're older, you look at a birthday cake and go. Looks a little rich, you know, and that's that's how you know you've matured, you know. Like, mm, is that know. is that the word we're gonna use? Yeah. We're gonna use matured. Yeah. yeah. All right. When we come back, um, Sam had a really good question about Black Panther, and we'll ask our uh, our guest as well too what he thinks and what he thinks uh, the best comic book movie tie-ins will be on the racks when we come back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. I used to work for one of these news websites. I mean, you would basically scour news, find what was just news about that news. Don't most of them just steal news from other sites? Oh, well, you're not stealing. You're quoting. It's much different. Oh, okay. It's much different. All right. I'm going to quote your car after we leave <laughs> this evening. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We're talking comics, movies, TV, pop culture, all the stuff that you love. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, uh, streaming live, facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Uh, go look us up on iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, uh, you know, all the places that you got that you can find us. Um, and we're talking Black Panther. We're talking about a big movie season coming up, and we will get to Trailer Truth or Trash on Ant-Man and Wasp. Uh, next segment. We, we haven't forgotten about that either. Uh, but I want to welcome my guest right now, Chris Arendt from Newsarama. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Very, very good. You are going to give us, you are our expert. And it actually saddens me uh, to know that I'm not the expert on the comic book world anymore. <laughs> you know, because I, you know, I used to live and breathe. Uh, going to the comic book store, and then I had kids, and yeah. now I just well, I yeah. go there once a month now. <laughs> it's like if that. Well you, well, you can still be an expert on on those comics. 
That's right. <laughs> That's right. The ones I go to once a month. People are like, once a month people like did you read that issue? I'm like, I'm like five issues behind. I'm also five. I'm like five episodes behind on TV too. But you know, <laughs> what are you gonna do? So, Chris, we uh, we're talking. Actually, we're talking. Let's let's kind of continue in our, our our talk a little bit. Uh, you got Mike and Hassan here. Um, what are your thoughts on the Black Panther movie? And then, can you give us what should we be reading leading up to that movie? Okay, um, for the Black Panther, there's going to be a swell of reviews, official reviews coming out. Uh, the official de- uh, embargo when people can post full reviews is next Thursday, and you should be able to get a fuller picture, um, including here at uh, Newsarama. We'll, we'll have at least one review, possibly more. As for the comics tie-ins, uh, Marvel's done a really good job with this uh, movie rollout of doing a companion miniseries that retell the origin and kind of expand oh. on it as, as well as really uh, putting a lot of marketing and creative efforts behind the ongoing series that's uh, being done now. Um, um, that series, uh, some people ha- have really tuned into it, but it's, it's a really good uh, narrative that kind of explores the idea of Black Panther as a king and kind of deals with that in a, in a modern, real way of uh, uh, should uh, basically the the rule of a king, and if that's better or worse than a democracy. Hmm. Uh, some people might think that's too political, but it also has room for a lot of um, action. Uh, they recently had a storyline with Claw that did a really good job with artist uh, Leonard Kurt kind of uh, showing how cool Claw can be, and I, I hope uh, some of that is also seen in the movie that comes out in two weeks. I, from and that's Michael Michael B. Jordan's character, right? I think that is right. Uh, yes. Yeah, he I is. think so. Yeah, yeah, he's Claw. So I mean, and from what we're reading now, he, his performance is just is like absolutely like breathtaking. From what from yeah. the from the early reviews, we'll people see. are people really focusing on him a lot. So I think I think that would be really good. Um, Black Panther's not the only movie that's coming out though. Um, we're rolling into Phase Three of Marvel movies in general, and uh, you know the big one that's coming out is uh, is Ant Man. No, no, the big one that's coming <laughs> out is Infinity War. Um, what you know, every time there's been a big Marvel event movie, they tend to do it in the comics. You know, you had like uh, Civil War, and then you had Civil War Two, which is kind of manufactured just to kind of you know you know ride the coattails so to yeah, speak yeah. is there like an infinity war redux are we doing infinity war 3 this year or what's going on with the with the actual print comics uh they haven't said what the actual name will be but currently infinity they're war building 3. up two separate <laughs> kind of storylines one is they have a really good thanos series uh right now that's exp- having the modern day thanos meet a future version of himself that's kind of like king conan where he's done it all he's beat mm. everybody and it kind of juxtaposes how this uh, Thanos now that wants to do, wants to conquer, kind of meets up someone that has conquered. Um, and then at the same time, the Guardians of the Galaxy series is kind of transforming into a lead-in for an event called, okay. uh, well, uh, right now it's called Infinity Countdown Prime. <laughs> It's a lot of words, but it has <laughs> infinity in it. Countdown so, Prime. Wow. Um, they say this is an event, That's but it's also building title. to a larger event. And it happens to count down until May, which is the same time the movie comes out. What so a coincidence. I, I we'll see more then. 
but for really uh, hardcore fans, um, might uh, um, there is a tease that the Infinity Watch will return on Free Comic Book Day with Adam uh, Warlock. Yeah, Patrol. that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I could see that happening. Uh, this will be the first comic book season where uh, no Brian Michael Bendis at Marvel. Um, yeah, you know what? Be... What's the impact going to be at at Marvel, in your opinion? And what's the first DC book? Because we still don't know what he's going to work on. Well, actually, we do. The, his Uh-oh. his uh, return to DC. His first work is going to be in AA April. He's doing a story with Jim Lee inside Action Comics One Thousand. Good. Um, that's compared good to be his first uh, story for DC since he worked on them when he was just starting out. I'm going to call it over, now. It's a hit. Uh, Fifteen <laughs> years ago. <laughs> And he uh, just this morning he teased he didn't confirm but he teased doing a run on Batman that would be at least another hit. equal to what he did on Daredevil. That's what everyone wants him to people. do. Like yeah. everyone wants him to do Batman. Like as soon as you, as soon as you heard like Brian Michael Bendis is leaving for DC, you're like, oh, it, oh, he's gonna he's gonna he's yeah, gonna write yeah. Batman. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's um, his, his Daredevil like is he's kind of been doing Daredevil the like Batman. Finish line goal. Uh, some people took it as him taking over the Batman title from Tom King, and I don't necessarily see that as the only um, option they have. They could have him do Detective Comics. Sure. They could relaunch a third major Batman title, which they've done in the past with uh, All Star Batman and Batman Dark Knight. And um, it like, like it is convenient how a number of uh, the people that Brian uh, became popular with at Marvel yeah. in terms of the artist have all, well not all but some have migrated over to DC already. So you could see some reunions, all right, or and also some formal uh, former Marvel exclusive um, artists who aren't anymore who might uh, kind of team up with him on a DC project. I would love to see him pair up with Greg Capullo though. Like that would oh, be, wow. yeah. I mean, that would just be, and that would be back yeah. to his Sam and Twitch days too. Because I know, uh, I don't know if Capullo was working on the book the same time he was, but they both kind of, they both kind of gained notoriety. I know Capullo had done X Force before then. Yes, I'm, yeah, I'm geeking out. This that's is where this I is, know this is me. This is this is the '90s that's comic book nerd that I am. That's but, where I know Capullo. Because um, I'm but, like, I, I was reading yeah. it when I was younger. Like, why isn't anybody talking about this guy? I know. This guy's an amazing. He artist. was amazing with uh, with Fabian Nicieza, former right. guest of the show, in a time where there was a whole bunch of Jim Lee yeah. and, and oh, yeah. Rob Liefeld clones. And then he moved over to McFarlane, and he just kind of blew up. And then he disappeared for a while, and then he drew Batman. <laughs> you know, it's like because he, I guess he made a lot of money, yeah, and he was able to coast, and then he came back to it. You know, I don't know, so, I don't know the story. Um, what I'm told is like uh, he worked behind the scenes a lot on uh, McFarlane's toy project. Oh, uh, did a lot of uh, character designs. Like he showed money. me some great yeah. uh, WWE like uh, 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 toy designs for when they did a project. So there's untold amounts of like unpublished Capullo art that no one's ever, like, ever seen besides Todd and uh, 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 whatever companies he's pitching to do toys from. Wow. He's, he's just unbelievable. Uh, so that's it. There's no other movies coming out. There's nothing else exciting coming out. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. Happening. There's there's this Dark Phoenix movie, and, oh, and there's, this whole, uh, <laughs> there's this whole Fox-Disney merger that's happening. Um, let's start with Dark Phoenix. It's weird, right, though, Chris, because this is kind of like... They're they're almost like chugging ahead with these movies, even though you know the train is stopping <laughs> in a few months. Um, you know, what's your take on this film, and uh, you know what's Marvel doing now that they've got the properties back? I'm sure they're going to start actually making X Men comics again, right? Well, I wouldn't speak too soon. Like uh, <laughs> uh, some, uh, some people speak of these uh, uh, 
uh, uh, mergers that's kind of like already um, happened. But even Disney CEO himself, uh, Bob Iger, said it could take up to 18 months. And there's been three major uh, mergers in the past two years that didn't uh, happen just because they were uh, afraid of basically government uh, regulation. Wow. So um, that's why like everyone's taking kind of the – Internally, they have to take a slow course because if they begin planning for, I don't know, a Wolverine to show up in Avengers and yeah. then it doesn't yeah. happen, there's a lot of money spent. Um, Disney's technically cornering uh, the market, right, on this on this genre, right, you know, and that's almost like a monopoly status. Right. Which but this is, is this is what makes Chris such a great guest, though. Because he brings that up. Meanwhile, I'm like, I want to see Wolverine. <laughs> Show me Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, you I'm don't sure care about the implications about it. Like, of it. The... <laughs> uh, before uh, they announced that uh, Sony had uh, come to an agreement with Marvel to use Spider-Man, like, he said that there was no talks about doing Spider-Man. And then like a month later, the, this deal just came out, like fully formed, like just magically. And then he... Uh, uh, later said when there was discussions that they basically planned, well, uh, the Marvel Studios movies will go this way if we don't go get Spider-Man, and the Marvel Studios movies will go this way if they do get Spider-Man. So I imagine at some point that he'll have kind of like two paths kind of uh, generally planned out um, just in case they do get the rights back. But it's not like they need to be in any, any real hurry. Yeah. Our guest last week, Jeff Gomez, who's got some good info, inside info. He's uh, um, uh, the head of Starlet Runners, a transmedia company. He thinks the first movie that's coming out is Wolverine Spider-Man with Hugh Jackman reprising the role yeah, he, yet again. He very boldly what you, stated that. Uh, yeah, that was an exclusive, by the way. Yeah. It was an exclusive. Yeah. We haven't gotten the Thank hits you. yet. We yes. haven't gotten the hits yet, but yeah, we will. Everyone, everyone, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, I mean, Chris, do you, what are you hearing? Is that something you think uh, could be on the uh, horizon as well, too? I definitely think it's possible, not just uh, Wolverine and Spider-Man, but also Hugh Jackman going back on his, his basically swearing that he's never doing yeah. another Wolverine movie. <laughs> like, if, like, if people go back in uh, history, they'll see that basically, like, every time he signed on for a, an X-Men movie, he only signs it on for one at a time. Yeah. And right. for the past So he has to renegotiate every time. Each one is going to be the end of it. Yeah. Like, the end of his career. And... Um, <laughs> Like, it's kind of saying, well, I'm going to swear off donuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm on a diet. But then, like, a week no, later, like, when I said I wasn't going like, to do well, a donut, maybe. I didn't do donuts. You went to croissants? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You see, well, they were flakier. That was a lateral move. <laughs> a lateral move. I still, I still made the change. Damn it. Wolverine started he, the brown costume at that point. <laughs> like, that's all, that's yeah. all he's doing. And that was, that's as far as his protest went. Uh, what's, uh, what's DC got in, in, the, uh, in the works comic book movie tie-in-wise? I mean, they've only got Aquaman coming out, and Justice League, they kind of brushed under the rug as quickly as possible. I mean, is there anything... Are they really, you know, not as tied to the hip, to the, to the films, uh, as maybe Marvel is? Um, I think they're. I think they're still trying to kind of figure out the formula that works for them. Um, that they, they had a formula that was successful in the '80s and '90s, and in uh, the 2000s, then Marvel was really successful with the interconnected movies, mm-hmm. and you saw DC and a, a Universal, uh, the monster movies, try the same thing. And, and I think, uh, like everybody, but Marvel has basically found out how hard it is for that to work. <laughs> I think uh, DC are in the middle of trying to come up with a plan that. Uh, that works for how Warner Brothers works, and I think this is uh, kind of a halfway but 
point between the the tightly interconnected movies of Marvel uh, versus kind of the classic way that DC had kind of separate franchises that may yeah. be uh, crossed over together. Okay, I, I, I think you can see a mixture of that. Um, as 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 of right now, the only DC movie coming out this year is the Aquaman movie, but. Um, the way they're filming that so like early, and they seem to have so much confidence in the director. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really have some high hopes for this that it could really surprise people. Yeah, I hope so. Chris, thank you so much for being on. Tell everyone uh, what you got going on and where they can find you. I'm at a Newsarama seven days a week, writing about comics, writing about movies based on comics, video games based on comics. Uh, Tomorrow, I'm, I'm, I'm writing a story on a cruise line based on comics. It's going to be really uh, interesting for people. And um, I'm there, and I'm on Twitter under my name, Chris Arendt, and people can find me there or at Newsarama. Awesome. Thank you so much. When we come back, Trailer Truth or Trash Time, Ant-Man and Wasp. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. a conscious co-creator are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness i'm sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant and on my show the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we will touch upon all these topics and more listen live at our new time on thursdays at 12 noon eastern time that's the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity thursdays 12 noon on talkradio.nyc Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com That might have been the best thing you've ever said, period, <laughs> like on the show. I mean, we're not even talking about, like, like your opinions, they're okay. Uh, Segway, boom. Yeah. That's where the money's made, my man. You know what? Now I'm going to end every sentence with boom. Boom. That's what I do. Exactly. Boom. 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 All right. That's enough. That's old already. This show doesn't work when we agree. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. I want to thank my guest, Chris Arendt. No, I forgot to completely uh, to ask him to change his name yeah, to Arant. I think Arant has got more gravitas. Um, that's, that's, that's leaving a loose end in your story. You, know? you didn't tie in the loose ends. This is true, actually. You pulled a, a, a Ryan Johnson. Sequel? 
<laughs> it has to be a sequel. We'll get him, we'll get we can on only here. hope if we do it in the sequel. Right. Or your novelization. Just put it in your novelization. Yeah, ex- it, all, oh, it fixes right, everything. Right. Oh, my God. There's, there was this um, YouTube video about La- uh, Last Jedi where the guy went into huge depth about everything that was in the art book. And the concept book, yeah, and all this stuff that got left. All out. this great stuff. Oh my god! And then there, there I, I've seen uh, entire vlogs on how great the novelization is going to be, which is still not out yet. It's not, it's not going to be out until uh, March. Yeah. Now, when is it that you don't tie in the release of your novelization with the release of your movie? How yeah. often does that ever happen? Well, basically, because the, they had to basically give the people writing the novel they had to see the movie first because there was no plan. <laughs> Uh, exactly, because they're, exactly. they're basically like, well. And when's the last time you've seen the director sit down with the the author of the novelization of his movie, going, "Yes, there's going to be things in this novel that I was not able to put in <laughs> the Last Jedi. It's going to be really great." Is that his it's accent? Good. I've never actually heard. No, this I've is never the accent I am giving him because <laughs> I despise him. It's like that's I like Boris. Him that's deeply. like Boris from Yes, uh, yes, Moose and Square, Moose and Square. Okay. All right, we promised this. <laughs> And we kind of shoved it to the end because, quite frankly, how much do we care about Ant Man? You know what? Like, I don't. I don't. It's one of those things. I don't care about it until it ha- it's happening. It's kind of like, um, mm, it's kind of like uh, Daredevil. Yeah. You know, on yeah. on Netflix, I don't yeah. really care about it until it. Boom! Yeah. It's right in front of me. Or, or or Stranger Things. Even I'm not spending the entire year thinking about what's the next season of Stranger Things going to be. Yeah. And then a, a couple of weeks before the new one comes out, I watch the the last season. I'm back into it. I watch that. It it it's big for a couple of weeks. It's the greatest thing for a little while, and it goes away again. Yeah. I, so Ant Man's kind of in that category. Really super enjoyed Ant Man. So did I. Could have lived life without seeing it. But that's how I feel about almost out, any movie I watch. Could have figured out Civil War without seeing it as well, too. I mean, it, it had a greater Civil impact War. because, you know, you had Paul Rudd in Ant-Man and, and he was tiny. But I saw, you know, it's funny. I saw Ant-Man after Civil War oh. and had no problems, you know, picking up that, well, you know, his just, role. It's just flavoring. Civil, right. It's just, you're just, just the same with... Paul Rudd uh, is enjoyable. Like, I enjoy yeah, him. Yeah, but it's the same with uh, Doctor Strange. They're not trying to build mythologies with these particular characters, yeah. but they're just trying to keep you in the game. They have to they're trying to keep skin in the game while in between their big event movies, right? And they've already spent their wads with uh, Captain America, with yeah. Thor, and mm-hmm. with uh, wow, and and Iron Man years ago. Yeah. Iron Man was his three movies were done years ago yeah. already, so they've they've got to keep us interested somehow. So I mean, we can do a trailer, truth or trash. Uh, quite frankly, we just didn't have anything better to do. Uh, <laughs> well, let's tell the, the the audience that. I just so did. They think that did. we're lazy. No, uh, it's not lazy. I mean, there's just you know, this is this is what the January did you segment. Think of that trailer. I thought it was check. just enjoyable. Like it's like okay, cool. Paul Rudd's back. You know, we'll go see it because what else? Are we <laughs> what's doing? the trailer supposed to do though? What else is it? What's supposed to happen? I think it's not necessarily the trailer itself. I think it's it's the subject matter. The subject matter is supposed to make you excited. Like. Hmm. I'm excited for Black Panther with the trailers um, because I think it's some, like I said, I think it's a game changer. I think it's something that, you know, you're going to see something that you haven't seen from Marvel yet, which, again, even if it's just a variation on what you what you have seen from Marvel, I think is always, they're always, you know, in a way, breaking something new and doing something new. And I think Black Panther kind of takes it up a notch a little bit, too. I think Ant-Man and Wasp is maybe the first movie where I'm sitting there saying, 
Well, I hope those two crazy kids, I hope they're going to get together. I'm sure they'll get together. There'll be some cool enlarging things and shrinking things, and that seems to be the whole movie, right? It's like, let's shrink something like our building and walk away with it. Yeah, but that's the whole... And let's enlarge something. That's, that's in, like the gimmick of the, right. that's the conceit of the entire story. That's though. the gimmick, though, and that's the thing. So it's not but a bad many, gimmick. Okay, yeah. No, I, it's not a bad gimmick. It's just a, it's like, okay, cool. I hear what you're saying about that, and you're supposed to see something new to get you excited to go spend your money. But how often can they do that? I got to be honest with you. If we did not host a comic book movie podcast every Wednesday night, I would wait for that one. I would wait for Ant Man to come out, right? Like on cable. Okay. Like but that's how later. you feel about it. But like, do you think I it's agree. a failure, or do you think do you think it's a failure of a, a, a trailer, or not a great trailer, or a trash of a trailer, or do you just? Do you just feel that you personally, Mike Dolce, are just will, not I will super judge. interested in this? I will I'll answer this two ways, right? I will actually judge the no, trailer the, the one way and that say way. that for the gimmick that it gave us, mm-hmm. um, it was neat, but it's not necessarily something we haven't seen before. Um, so it did fail on that end, right? From a trailer, just a pure trailer um, so, the, so, the, so the second Guardians trailer was a failure? Yeah, I think it was. I, I it, think it was. Because it showed you more of the same. Yeah. But if you were a fan of the original Guardians, wouldn't you want to be reassured from that trailer that you were going to get more of the same? No, because if you're a fan of the Guardians, the reason you were a fan of the Guardians was uh, it, it gave you something new and different. And then it's... I mean, look, I'm not saying it's yeah, an but easy once, job to follow that up with Once something. Guardians drops, yeah. it's no longer new and different. Right. It becomes part of the lexicon. Yeah. It becomes part of everything. So is, is, it, is, is it a marketable... Uh, a thing to achieve, to want to achieve, to show you in this the trailer for Guardians Two, yeah, in in conjunction with the trailer for Ant Man Two, right, and do someone called Ant Man and Wasp, right. right? Is it is it not also a preferable marketable decision to make sure that the audience knows they're seeing they're going to get more mm-hmm. of what they liked mm-hmm. from the original one? If you're going to try to show me that I'm going to get more of the same of the original, how can you show me something different? The only the only other question I had for it too though was does it mean they survived Infinity War then I mean it's coming out in July I think that is not an answer to my thing. question no but, yeah. okay yeah no it's okay. not an answer to your question and, yeah. and I and I I want to, I just want to acknowledge you didn't answer my question uh, no, before I fr- we move I on I fully acknowledge <laughs> that I did not answer your question mm, uh, okay. I didn't say we have to move on um, <laughs> you're gonna try to move on though you're gonna try to take us I, past that I just think I think that's it it's. I'm not thinking Infinity War is going to be the big wholesale, uh, you know, um, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones well, it's a part kind one. of slaughter fest. And it that, ends, you know, I'm sure it ends in a, on a way I'm that's... sure there, there, it, it has to have some poignant, uh, yeah. you know, departures in it. I just find it. it so odd then that, that, that Ant-Man's coming out after it, though. You know, I mean, I guess we've talked about it. The timeline doesn't have to happen at the same time. Like, I get it. Um, I but just... after... after um, after Infinity War, it's going to come if it, 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 and it's just going to go away. And then you're going to have to wait a year, yeah. I guess a year or two years. No, just a year. Just a year for the year. next one, yeah, right? They filmed it together. In the, they're going to want something to keep the skin in the game in the middle. They're not going to have know, anything no, I, in the I, I agree with you 100%. I, I, I get it. I, I totally do. I just, it's... And it, what else? It's not good. You, you're not going to want to put something out that's going to distract you from. Yeah. You're not going to want to put Thor Ragnarok there, right? Where it's going to be another big piece, yeah. set piece, or or uh, Guardians Three, right? right? Where it's going right. to be a completely d- big distraction from the the tension that they're trying to build 
with uh and like what if ant-man and wasp die in the second one so that it's all right that they're in the middle of the first in 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 the between them not for them come <laughs> none of them are real so we'll be all right yeah yeah <laughs> hey we have had a terrific show we've uh broken down black panther uh i think it's gonna be a game changer hassan thinks it's gonna be a game changer no i didn't put those words in your mouth no i think it will change the game i just don't know what game is gonna change very very well put i will not answer that question either <laughs> uh Give us your thoughts. Uh, go download us on iTunes, uh, iHeart. Do as we say. Chime in. Appreciate everyone who joined in. Appreciate our guest, Chris Arendt from Newsarama. Go check it out. Again, I have a new book in stores. Uh, it's in previews right now. It's from myself and Talon Caldwell, along with Tony Moy, Darren Sanchez. It's called The Mainstream. It's from Zenoscope. Uh, go bug your local comic book store to order it. Uh, it's Talon's, it. Talon's first it. interior work in a long time, which is really cool. Uh, he doesn't draw the book fully, but he... Uh, his his fingerprints are all over it, so uh, Tony Moy actually does a bang-up job doing a lot of the interiors, interior art. Next week... What could happen next week? What could be happening? We have Mystery Box. <laughs> we'll see you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on the show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 